0: The Upskies, everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the GX Hockey Cast. We are on episode 64 of my little hockey show, where once a week I go through all the NHL news, generally focusing in on the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Calgary Flames because those are my favorite teams. But I can talk about all 32 of the NHL of the NHL teams. So, what do we got on tap for today? Well, we got some retirements to talk about some extensions around the league, including a Toronto Maple Leaf extension, not Austin Matthews, that was last week, and I'm going to be doing my uh, Pacific Division predictions for this upcoming season. I did the eastern division the last two weeks so if you want to check the eastern predictions you can go back and listen to the last two episodes so we're going into the west this week so in terms of news let's start off with the extension of Sheldon Keefe the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs so interesting enough I mean it's it's nice to see that he's not going to be a lame duck coach this season meaning that he's going in with one year and his future is unknown so now he's locked in so how do we feel about that? Me personally, I really like Sheldon Keith more so his character and his messaging in terms of how good of a coach he's, he is. His record, I mean, is very very good. He's got a great record uh as the has the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, it's a it's a pretty well uh made team, but he's coached them very well. He took over for Babcock and he was fantastic. And yeah, it's just that he's generally made some not great decisions in the playoffs, maybe overusing Kerfoot and Justin Hall, but now those two guys are gone, so that's a bonus, so we'll see how that goes with him, but generally pretty solid coach, I mean, I'm fine with him, I, I just love the guy ever since I lo- I watched the... the I, man, I feel like i, I it's got to be like a bingo card situation now, but again, I'm going to mention the Amazon documentary, the Toronto Maple Leafs one, and Sheldon Keefe was just saying everything that I wanted him to say, and he's not like, I don't know, there's been, oh, it's such an up and down with Sheldon Keefe, because last year he called out, like, Matthews and Marner, and then he had to, like, rear it all back and everything, so I don't know, man, uh, I don't know who's running that team at this moment, it's like, sh- it's like, Brendan Shanahan and, like, Matthews Marner. I don't know. But Sheldon Keefe, he's a good, solid coach right now. Um, I feel like if there was a better or a more experienced coach, especially, like, in the playoffs or something, I feel like they would upgrade. But I didn't really see a coach out there that was, you know, that screams so much better than Sheldon Keefe. I think Sheldon Keefe is a fine coach for right now. But, I mean, just because he signed, it doesn't mean that he's safe if he blows it in the playoffs again this year and gets completely outcoached and just makes a lot of questionable decisions in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, maybe he's going to be on the hot seat. But I think it's just good to get that cloud off of the team. It's like, okay, well, who's going to be the coach? Is he? So now that's gone. We don't have to worry about it. Especially Sheldon Keefe doesn't have to worry about it. So he's locked in. We're good with that. I'm fine with it. I like Sheldon Keefe. So we'll see how it goes with him. I still don't think is like... I don't think he's like, oh, he's going to be here guaranteed for three years. I mean, coaching is so hot and cold. And especially with Toronto, they could fire him and eat up the money. It doesn't matter. And also, I didn't hear how much he's getting paid. But I imagine it's pretty an okay, fair deal. But again, it's Toronto. They have so much of that kind of money. So it doesn't really matter. They can give him a whole bunch so congratulations to sheldon keith he is extended and speaking of congratulations this is pretty big for women's hockey they have announced the professional women's hockey league the pwhl is announced for a 2024 launch and they will be launching with six teams so like kind of their own original six and they're going to be having Montreal playing, Toronto, Ottawa, New York, Boston, and St. Paul, Minnesota. I like that because, I mean, Minnesota is like hockey town in America. So I like that. It's uh, That's a big step for the women's hockey in general. They've been going through a lot of just ups and downs lately. I... I'm not like an expert on that, but I think they had like one league they wanted to make and it fell through or they had a league and then it just went out. But hopefully now this is going to be something uh, that's going to stick around for women's hockey and it's just going to hopefully keep growing. This is exciting. Like this is the start of something that could be here for hundreds and hundreds of years. This could be the women's hockey league. So congratulations to that. I, I don't know anything about where the games are going to be streamed and everything hopefully they do a lot better on that and promote it more on sportsnet they don't they haven't done a really good job outside of like their own nhl programming like other tournaments and like ahl ohl they don't really talk about that stuff anywhere near as much so hopefully they get a good balance of talking about women's and men's hockey that would be good so great start pwhl that is going to be fun Hopefully, I don't know how fast they're going to expand, but, you know, six teams off the bat, I I mean, eh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And we have a retirement to talk about, Carl Hagelin has retired, I believe it's from injuries, but he was in the NHL for, I think it was 11 seasons there, it said, and obviously most well known for his run there with, with the Pittsburgh Penguins, hooking up with that HBK line, Phil Ethel, I think it was Nick Benino. Um, yeah, Nick Benino and Carl Hagelin. Just so much speed on that line, devastating in the playoffs and a Stanley Cup champion. I think he was there for both of them. But regardless, a uh, really fast player, great, nice flowing blonde hair, and a really solid overall career. He wasn't like, oh, he's a. I don't know if he would ever crack like a top one hundred player in the league, but just a really good, solid guy. A nice piece that would be added to good playoff running teams. So Carl Hagelin, I mean, it sucks that it's it's over, but Stanley Cup champion, right? So at least he had that, and he got the opportunity to play with Phil Kessel. Speaking of Phil Kessel, just quickly mentioning, he's still not signed. He's come out and said that he would like to play this season, which is fantastic, and he says that he doesn't really care about his Man streak anymore. So if you know, I feel like maybe some teams that might be a thing. They're like, oh, well, if we have to kind of keep Phil Kessel in the lineup when maybe we don't want to certain nights, that apparently isn't going to be an issue with Phil Kessel. He's already got the record, no one's really close to touching his record. I think the closest guy right now is Brett Burns, and he's like, you know, 39, and he's still like 400 plus games. So, you know, I think it's pretty safe that Kessel's going to hold on to that record for quite a while, but I would love to see my boy play. I mean, again, preferably if he plays for a team that I like, that would be pretty awesome, but. I don't know, maybe he goes back to Boston or something. Maybe there's a fit there. I don't know. But regardless, I just want Phil Kessel back in the league, please, and thank you. So someone please sign him. I don't think he would want a lot of money or anything. He just wants to play, man. He loves hockey. So someone sign Phil Kessel. And what else do we got in terms of big news? I don't think there's really anything else in terms of the big, big stuff. A couple of minor signings, uh, and literally just a couple of minor signings. The Toronto Maple Leafs sign Benoit to a one-year... Uh, League minimum deal. And I know Steve Dangle, he made a big video about it. Not really a big video, but he like jokingly was like, I think I'm going to make a video about it. And I understand why, because Benoit is a really good shot blocker. And I think he's good, um, a decent physical option. So maybe he's he's not necessarily going to be Luke Shen, but he's definitely a lot more affordable than Luke Shen is in Nashville. He got like almost two and a half million dollars. I mean, good Lord. But, uh, I mean, not a bad depth signing option now. Is this guy going to crack the lineup? There's potential. Maybe he does. He could be that kind of 7th, 8th guy. And if he's just someone that you can put there and just be defensively responsible and you can rely on him for a few decent, solid games and minutes and stuff like that, I'm good with that. And I've always been reaming on especially with the with the blue line of the toronto maple Leafs, they need more shot blocking guys they need more guys that can hit and be physical in front of the net let's just take a look how big is mr benoit and also what is your first name simon simon okay yeah simon benoit he did play a lot of games last year with um with the ducks he got into 78 games but uh yeah they they didn't do great. He is 6 foot 3 so that's nice. And he's only 24 years old. So I don't think there was like necessarily a lot of potential behind this player but a solid, big, young defenseman. So we'll see what goes on with Simone Benoit. I like the signing. I mean, it's it's league men. If he plays in the minors, he might be a guy that can come up, like I said, be a 7th, 8th guy. Maybe if Giordano needs a break, this is the kind of guy that they might call in to uh, to fill in that gap. So that's cool. I like that signing. And only one other signing. Devin Shore signs a league minimum deal with the Seattle Kraken. Just a solid depth signing. More than likely, I don't know, I don't know. They have a lot of depth in Seattle and they're pretty good with it. So we'll see how Devin Shore gets if he can crack into the Seattle Kraken lineup. So I think that's pretty light news week. There's not a whole lot going on. So I think we're already ready to go into more season preview slash predictions. Let's get to the West. Let's do the Pacific. And we are going to start off. With the Vegas Golden Knights, your current Stanley Cup champions. So, obviously, they're riding on cloud nine right now. Stanley Cup champions expansion team did it in only six seasons. A lot of success around the Vegas Golden Knights. And they're looking to do it again, I would imagine. They still look like a very solid team. So, how did they do in the offseason? Well, they lost Teddy Bluger. He's off to Vancouver. Laurent Baswat, he is back to Winnipeg. And Jonathan Quick has gone off to New York. And yeah, they got everybody else re-signed. They brought back Howden for two years, Dora Fayev, and they made some big off-seasons. Well, Barbashev had his big re-signing as well. So we'll get into the team on Cap Friendly, and we'll just go through how does this team look? Well, they have no money, obviously. Vegas plays very tight to the to the cap. And right now they're they're negative four million dollars. And um, I think they're going to be fine to go at the beginning of the season once LTR, LTIR is used and Robin Leonard and everybody else is put onto that. You got uh, GM Kelly McCrimmon, who is uh, very safe right now. He's won himself a Stanley Cup and virtually predicted the year he was going to do it. Well done, Bruce Cassidy. I mean, God, leaving the Bruins and then shoving it up their hoop with a Stanley Cup. I I enjoy that quite a bit. So how does this forward court look? Uh, it's looking pretty similar to it did last year. We got Jack Eichel here stanley cup champion now looks like an absolute stud only 26 years old and just another player that he got he's been around forever and he's still only 26 years old so yeah what is jack eichel going to do this season if he's healthy i'm hoping he can get back to above a point a game player and start looking like the dominant healthy jack eichel again so he's into his 10 million dollar contract now and he is the Vegas's first line stud center. Is he a superstar in this league? I would, I would say so. Maybe he doesn't. It doesn't look like it as much on the Vegas Golden Knights because they're kind of a four line team. Everybody's getting involved. They like to spread the love a little bit. But I, I would say your forward um, MVP would be Jack Eichel in terms of production. But then you got Mark Stone, the captain of this team. Uh, as long he's struggled to stay healthy, he's at $9.5 million, but when healthy, he is one of the best two-way forwards in the game, so good at stealing the puck away, and he doesn't really take a whole lot of penalties or anything. So man, I would love to see Mark Stone just have a nice, healthy, productive season, but uh, at this point of his career, you know, he's had a lot of injuries, and yeah, he generally doesn't stay healthy for a full season, but you know, he's still one of the better if not the best uh, two-way forwards in the game. Maybe we see his name into the Frank J. Selke more so this season. Again, as long as he's healthy, that's going to be a factor for every player in the league and every single team. You got William Carlson, just one of the original uh, misfits still here on this team. Fantastic center looking to keep doing what he's doing he's just a very well-rounded player good defensively solid offensively and then jonathan March is so baby he had 40 goals last season you're he won the Smythe, i do believe the mvp through that run he is on the final year of his deal at five million dollars he's 32 years old so is is he going to get traded or is he gonna just end up walking away from this team at the end of this season that's going to be uh, kind of the thing up in the air. We know Vegas is ruthless when it comes to trades, but it's a business. So, I mean, at this point, I'm not surprised if they trade anybody at any moment. But uh, Jonathan Marchessault, so, they're probably their best goal scorer on the team. And he is on his last year, so he could pop off hit 40 goals again, I mean, that's probably the peak for Jonathan Marshall. so I I don't think he's going to hit 50 or anything, but a very, very good top six player, and then Ivan Barbashev, so there's going to be a lot of, uh, I don't know, really necessarily pressure, but he signed a big ticket, $5 million, I think it was five years as well, but yeah, he's locked in for a pretty good amount of time here, and he was an absolute stud in the playoffs, he looked fantastic. An amazing addition in the trade. I think he got him slightly before the trade deadline. But again, another player that the Leafs were eyeing up and almost got but didn't. And and off he goes and had a fantastic run for the Vegas Golden Knights in the playoffs. Looking to repeat that. And he's basically the replacement for... Uh, Riley Smith, who was off to Pittsburgh. So they're going younger. I understand that. He's 27 years old. Riley Smith, an older player in his uh, 30s now. Um, what could Barashev do in a full year with the Vegas Golden Knights? Could he hit 60-plus? He's done it before in his career. He's He's been able to get points. And maybe now with a bigger role... We could see what Barbashev is going to do, but again, you I, I always have to have that thought. Once a guy gets his money, he's got his cup now, like, is, is that motivation going to be as high? We'll have to wait and see, but Barbashev, you know, he's that kind of player that I doubt is going to lose that fire. He's already, he's a very aggressive, just a, mm, I can't see him doing that, but going to be interesting to see. And then rounding out, you got Chandler Stevenson, one of the most underrated players. Such an amazing addition. Robbed him from Washington. He's been phenomenal. Uh, could be. I, 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 no, I, I don't know what I just did right there. It just stuttered like crazy. But a fantastic second, third line center. You probably. I don't know. William Carlson probably play in the wing. Chandler Stevenson can also be in and around the wing. But oh, still on a fantastic deal at two point seven five. But this is the last year of that bargain and he's going to get paid question is is vegas going to pay him or is another team going to pay him we'll have to wait and see but regardless they've gotten a bang for their buck out of chandler stevenson nicholas waugh brett howden william carrier a stud uh big well he's a big uh piece of their bottom six he's uh Very aggressive bottom six guy. Keegan Colasar, Pavel Dorofeyev, Paul Cotter, and Michael Amadio. All right. That's a pretty nice forward group, man. Like, um, some of those names in the bottom six aren't the most flashy, but they all know their role. They know what they're doing. And that top six looks like it's going to be another season of just Everyone kind of pitching in, it's always kind of been a situation with Vegas since fucking day one with injuries, so a team as long as they can stay healthy, but I mean they've never really been hampered by injuries all that much, so I think it's safe to say that's a good forward group right here. And then the defense. Well on just want to take a real quick look at the younger guys. I don't think they really have anyone that is overly big. We know that the Vegas Golden Knights have been trading out a lot of their first round picks, but shockingly they didn't they actually were able to keep their first round pick in in the draft from last year, so and they have it again this year. So they have a first round pick to play with. And yeah, so that is out there. They have a first round that they could move, but they didn't last year, which When I heard that, I was like, that is interesting. So maybe they're kind of, you know, on the back burner now trying to think about, oh, maybe we should try and keep the cupboards a little bit more full instead of just trading away every single prospect that they have. Because a lot of the prospects that they've traded away, like Suzuki and stuff, they've been pretty damn good speaking of pretty damn good let's look at this defensive core led by alex petrangelo he is an absolute stud he's 33 years old now but i think he's still very 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 good alex martinez again another guy he's 36 now he's blocked a kajillion shots in his nhl career on the last year of his deal at 5.25 so is he going to retire after this season I, i I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. He's won, like, three cups now... Uh, He's had a fantastic career, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, battered and bruised up Alec Martinez, how many games he's going to get into healthy this season, hopefully all of them, but Alec Martinez, could he get traded? I mean, it's a possibility, but again, with Vegas, you just never know, anyone could get traded. But probably not Shea Theodore, he is awesome, he's still (laughs) locked in at a pretty nice deal at 5.25 for a couple more seasons, really good defenseman, Braden McNabb, he's still locked in. White Cloud, who's really coming into his own. He's starting off on a five-year deal here under three. Nicholas Hag, another really good defenseman. Ben Hutton, rounding out some depth, and pa- uh, Braden P- Packall. I haven't heard about that. I haven't heard about that player, but that is a nice defensive core right there. That is a nice top four, and White Cloud and. Uh, Nicholas Hag, younger defensemen really rounding into their own, so that's a really nice defensive core, and that defensive core tends to hold up the, what would most people think a, a not as good goaltending tandem, but the goaltending in Vegas, no matter who's in net, it always seems to get the job done, such as Aiden Hill, who, you know, he won himself a Stanley Cup, he had a fantastic little run there. Now, no one's saying that Aiden Hill won the Cup by himself, but he definitely was good enough to win the Stanley Cup and good enough to get himself a nice little extension from the Vegas Golden Knights. $4.9 million is only for two years, so... I mean, if it backfires on them and Aiden Hill just kind of loses his way and just you know, doesn't, isn't that good of a goaltender or isn't living up to that $4.9 million. They're only in there for a few years. And behind him, they have Logan Thompson, who is locked in on a super sweetheart deal. (laughs) Literally league minimum for the next two years is fucking outrageous. An amazing deal. So as long as those guys can stay healthy, they're good to go. And I'm just trying to look at any younger goaltenders that they have here. No, uh, Seville? I don't know. They have a lot of young goaltenders there. Maybe some of them get into some games, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to find uh, a really cheap depth goaltending option just in case one of these goaltenders get hurt. But a solid tandem right there. Can't go wrong with that. I like the way that the uh, Vegas Golden Knights look. I have them at third in their division just because, you know, they went through a long playoff Run! They're, they had the Cup celebration. And they're probably not really c- going to come into this uh season looking to prove everybody like, oh, we can come back in and win a President's Trophy. I don't think that's, like, number one on their mind. But definitely, I think it's safe to say they're going to make it into the playoffs. I got them at third. All right. Up next, the other powerhouse in the division. You got the Edmonton Oilers. So... It's only a matter of time, I feel like, before these guys get this Stanley Cup, man. McDavid, Drysdale, I mean, it's it's got to be coming at some point. They're just so freaking talented. So, let's see how they did in the offseason. They lost Nick Bugstad, and that's essentially it. They got Evan Bouchard re-signed. Yeah, man, they, they did pretty good. They added in Kajula, Pedersen, uh, Connor Brown, which could be an absolute... Oh, I hope it works out so good. I just, I'm such a fan of Connor Brown. He's so awesome. Gleason, Rodriguez, Lavoie, McLeod, and of course they got Bouchard re-signed. So not a whole lot, lot has changed with the Edmonton Oilers in um, over this past season. They did lose some guys like Yamamoto and Klim Costine, which kind of sucks. It would have been nice if they kept. Clinton costume, but it seems like that was a sacrifice they had to pay to get out of some of the contracts because they are very, very tight to the cap. They um they don't have any money. They're they're broke, they have no money. Uh, GM Ken Holland, head coach Jay Woodcroft. Uh I like Jay Woodcroft's pretty good. He's been doing a nice job there with the Edmonton Oilers, been on some pretty decent runs there in the playoffs. So let's take a look at this absolute stodfest of a forward group who Oh man, did they ever just slaughter the league last year? Connor McDavid, 150 plus points last year, and I'm not, I would, I think he could do that again. I don't think that's a career year and like, oh, he's never going to get close to that again. I think he's going to be just around that again, 140 plus points for Connor McDavid. I think it's just going to be the regular for this guy for probably until rather there's some sort of. Offensive collapse in the league Where I don't know they let goaltenders wear Eight foot pads again and and All that stuff but I think I think Connor McDavid is just that freaking good, man. He is a cheat code on the ice. It's it's stupid how fast he is. Uh, he's still got three more years. He's no longer the highest paid player in the league. There's a couple guys surpassed him now, but still at twelve point five million dollars, which honestly I think is a bargain for how much points he puts up. And in the playoffs, he's been ridiculous. I just feel like it's got to be only a matter of time before we see Connor McDavid lifting that Stanley Cup and his partner in crime Leon Draisaitl arguably with the best contract in the league 8.5 million dollars only two more years left so if they're gonna strike and get the Stanley Cup I feel like they got to get it done before Leon Draisaitl is making like top of the league money because that's a bargain of a deal and they got a few more bargains on this team so Leon Draisaitl Connor McDavid I mean again the I'm just going to say the injury thing it just goes for everybody and every team, like I said. But McDavid, healthy, 140, 150 points. Leon Seidel, 130. Maybe he goes even higher to 140, something like that. Easily over 120 points, I would say, for each of them. And then Zachy Hyman, absolutely Way better than I thought he was going to do. I'm so happy that he's crushing it in Edmonton. So far, so good on that contract. 5.5. He's still locked in for a long time. But like I said, so far, so good. If he can keep doing what he's doing, I don't know if he's going to keep up what he did. But he very well could. Evander Kane, again, another guy. Nice contract. 5 million. Locked in for three. Stay. Be good, Evander. Just, Just stay in the good books and just focus on the hockey. And then Ryan Nugent Hopkins absolutely exploded last year. 100 plus point season for him. Can he do it again? (laughs) I mean, it would be really cool, but I doubt it. But, I mean, it looks like Nugent Hopkins has, like, finally found the pinnacle. Maybe he just continues to get better and better. But I think safe to say a point a game at least for Mr. Nugent Hopkins. And, damn, just nice to see him you know get that 100 point season first overall pick it took him a while but nice to see and he's still locked in for six more years at five million dollars they like that five million dollars so yeah good really good deal right there warren fogel he's here i mean he's been pretty solid looking for a little bit more out of him right there i mean in carolina he was fucking kind of dominant a little bit at times. Looking for a little bit more of that out of him. You got Ryan McLeod, Matthias Janmark, Dylan Holloway, who is looking for uh, to make an impact on this team. 21 years old, believe he was in the first round picks. And uh, yeah, he's looking to make a splash. It seems like the younger players in Edmonton lately have been really struggling to find their spot on this team. And uh, I'm hoping that Holloway can find his way. Got Derek Ryan, Raphael Lavoie, who's also 22. Maybe he can find uh, his way onto this roster and make an impact. And then Connor Brown, he is going to be the big mystery card of this team. Um, He's listed at league minimum, but I know there's like a $4 million bonus or something. But regardless, if Connor Brown can get back... Find his chemistry again with Connor McDavid. They played in the minors before. They were unbelievable. And if they can find that again, and Connor Brown's an awesome, all around player, man. And if he can get get it back, 60, maybe even 70 plus points, like I know I'm shooting for the stars there, and a lot of things are gonna have to go right for Connor Brown to do that, but just stay healthy, Connor Brown. And then Lane Peterson rounding out the forwards there. Yeah, man, that's a absolutely deadly freaking forward group. Even, I mean, yeah, that's just a deadly forward group. Even if Connor McDavid and or Leon Dryside will go down for a, a little bit, say if McDavid uh, goes down for like a month or so, this team forward-wise should be fine. We know Leon can take over and do a f- fantastic job when McDavid goes down, but McDavid's been able to stay healthy for a good, good amount of time here. So he's 26, he's ridiculous, and so is that offensive group. Their power play was disgusting last year I don't know if it's going to be that disgusting but it's definitely more than likely going to be the best power play in the league again and then the defense of course so got some stuff going on here you got Darnell Nurse uh, making a fuck load of money definitely overpaid but he is still a good defenseman I'm not going to say he's a bad defenseman he's still good he's just overpaid but i mean i don't know they got i mean who's their best defenseman right i mean kind of depends but uh, darnell nurse definitely in one of their better defensemen he hits he does a little bit of everything he's on the power plays on the penalty kill he's really good i just man when he signed that deal i just, i was just like oh god that's gonna be a problem he's 28 years old so he's in his prime and he's doing well and then got Matthias Ekholm, who was just a phenomenal addition to their blue line, adding in that just defensive prowess from Nashville, and he's been a fantastic fit. He's 33 now, so he's getting up there. He's still locked in for three more seasons. Is he going to be amazing for all three of those years? I mean, Edmonton fans hope so, but if he can do what he did for Edmonton last year, do it in a full season this year, they should be dandy. You got Evan Bouchard, who exploded last season for, like, 70-plus points. Uh, a key point on that power play, like, he was just, uh, Jesus, that that trifecta of Leon Dreisaitl, McDavid, and then Bouchard with that bomb on the point. It's a problem, and they got him locked in on the bridge deal for under $4 million. So, again, that's going to pair up really nicely with the Dreisaitl window before uh Bouchard and Dreisaitl are going to get paid. Like, Evan Bouchard could be in that $9 million range. Uh, It's going to be ugly, but we'll try not to think about that. We'll wait until the day comes. So, a couple more years of Evan Bouchard. You got Cody, CeCe, that's solid. You know, some people like him, some people hate him. I think he's fine. He's an okay defenseman. Brett Kulak, he's signed in back there for three years. Vincent Desarnay and Marcus niemelin are both locked in for one more season 27 and 25 so more than likely some depth defensemen right there gonna check and see if there's any you got philip broberg down there so he's more than likely going to be in the lineup this year hoping maybe he can crack into that top four i mean word on this guy you know he's been in trade talks some people are like no you can't trade this guy some people are like yes you can trade this guy Interesting to see what he's got. He's got one more year on um, on his deal right there. I think he'll he'll be on to restricted free agent anyway. But definitely looking for a big step for Philip Broberg. He's 22, so it could be a big year for him right there. And then the goaltending. My boy, my baby, freaking Jack Campbell. I'm hoping... I mean, I really was encouraged with what I saw at Asupi in the playoffs. Though he didn't get to play very much. But when he was in there, he's Dynamite. And then Stuart Skinner, who emerged a little bit he's still young he's 24 he had a nice season last year I think it was a good season not great and his playoff run was okay yeah he definitely had some good games but he definitely got lit up at times and was not very good in some games for sure so I'm hoping Campbell can get his confidence back if he can get his confidence back he's on he's so freaking good he just he struggles with that confidence hopefully he'll find it and Stuart Skinner as long as he can not fall back to like a sophomore jinx and like fall apart but you know he's locked in for three more years at 2.6 could be a bargain we all know that jack campbell at this point is is very much so overpaid looking to live up to that five million dollar contract but Goaltending tandem, it should be solid enough. But um, I think this is a really good team, man. That forward group is probably the best in the league with that power play. The defense is pretty good. Matthias Ekholm has been an unbelievable addition. If he can stay healthy, that'd be really good. And Campbell, just find your way, baby. Get back to the happy soupy that, that we all love. And yeah, looking for Broberg to make a big step and an impact on this team. And I'm just looking through here uh jake Chung, drake yeah there's a lot of just like depth guys like greg mckegg is still out there whoa that's that's pretty cute cool. yeah man okay so edmonton i have them at their first i got them listed as first their powerhouse man they're gonna be they're gonna be tough to stop for sure but i don't think edmonton fans are all that worried about regular season it's it's all about the playoffs at this point they they got it get through, get into that Final Four, and then hopefully make it to the Stanley Cup Finals this season. They're definitely one of the better uh, teams in the West this season. I got them finishing first. But again, it's going to come down to the playoffs and how much of a splash they're going to make down there this season. Could be the big one this year for Edmonton. And now for my favorite team in the West, the Calgary Flames, who had just a fucking such an annoying season last year man it's one of those just they could never get there was just consistently spinning wheels they could not get any traction going last year at all all no win streaks they were just so many overtime losses we are very aware of that Markstrom just would not remain in his net Sutter was just depressing everybody in a nine mile radius in Calgary thankfully he is gone now I wish they pulled that trigger earlier if they did probably would have made the playoffs because they Literally missed it by one point. They had more points than Florida. Florida made a big splash in the playoffs. And yeah, all around, there was just a lot of disappointment around Calgary last year. Huberto fell off of a cliff offensively. Kadri wasn't... Didn't necessarily live up to people's expectations, but I don't know. He did pretty much exactly what I was expecting, honestly. Everybody wants to leave Calgary all of a sudden. And yeah, so things haven't been fantastic for Calgary. So let's try and talk. Let's try and figure out if we can get some optimism into this team. So. How'd they do in the off season? Uh, well, they lost Trevor Lewis. He's going back to Los Angeles. No more Milan Lucic. He went back to Boston. Matthew Phillips, sadly, is off to Washington. I know some people were kind of uh, hoping for Matthew Phillips, but he is now gone to Washington. Colton Poolman. Oh, he's staying. Troy Stetcher is off to Arizona, and Michael Stone has retired, but he is staying with the organization, he's going to just be moving into a management role, but yeah, that kind of, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know, it's kind of, it's just a nice story for him, he's just, he's just a Calgary guy, and then signings, they didn't get up to a whole lot in the offseason in that, uh, perspective either, they got Hunt, Prosper, Prospisil, Pullman, Osterle, Lyle, Jones, Peterson. So no big names there at all. They lost to Foley as well in a trade to New Jersey, but they brought in Sir, uh, Sharon Govich, who I am a fan of. But let's take a look at this team on cap friendly and see how we're doing here. So no money. I mean that is that is the situation for a lot of people in the NHL right now. So yeah, no, not a lot of money to work with. In fact, none. Uh, GM, Craig Conroy, he is on the job now, this is going to be his first year, and, yeah, kind of, uh, not the best situation to go into, right, a lot of people want out, there's a lot of question marks, like on Lindholm, we'll get into that, head coach, Ryan Huska, also new, this is going to be his first season, no more Sutter, so, Huska, Uh, He could have a good start here, at least a rejuvenated team, a team at least motivated to play for this coach. They definitely did not want to play for Sutter last year. Players came out and said that if this guy's, if he's staying, we're going, that kind of deal. So, yeah, they've already lost enough players over the last few seasons, you know, so I don't think they want to lose everybody. All right, forward group, we are led by Jonathan Huberdeau. He's got that massive Uh, eight-year extension kicking in now at 10.5 million dollars and I know last season was an absolute disaster but I feel like very strongly that he's going to bounce back I mean he really didn't mesh well at all with Sutter's systems so I feel like their their goal now is to get Huberto going they're gonna have to uh, with that deal kicking in so it's going to take him until he's 38 years old. Jonathan Huberdeau is the type of player, like he's not an overly physical guy. He's not banging bodies and stuff. So he could be offensively solid for the majority of that contract. But is he going to ever hit like 115, 120 points like he was in Florida? Very, very doubtful. But I think Huberdeau should be able to get back to that point a game Range at minimum. That is at least the minimum what I'm banking for. If he's a little bit under that, I mean, it's going to be a really rough ride for Huberdeau if he doesn't at least get back to to that. Because, yeah, it's yeah, it's just not going to be good. That's a lot of money, and if he's only getting like sixty points, it's going to be bad. And he's going to be relied on heavily for power play and to to really get people scoring because he's so good at passing. And Calgary's been struggling to find a guy to score goals. And hopefully, Nazem Kadri uh, couldn't get some more goals this season. He's on a six. He's still locked in for six more years at $7 million. He's 32 years old right now. And yeah, I mean, I never thought that uh, Kadri was going to do what he did in Colorado, getting almost 90 points. I wasn't expecting that out of him when he got to Calgary. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Kadri because I thought he was a perfect fit with Sutter, and we'll see how what his role is going to be. Is he going to get more points now? Maybe. I mean, I think every. I feel like a lot of guys are going to get more points. There's going to be a lot of bounce. Hopefully, a lot of bouncing back in Calgary this season. Andrew Mangiapane is definitely going to be looking for that bounce back. Uh, he's locked in for a couple more years, looking to get back to that 30-goal range. I mean, honestly, I think he overshot a little bit when he did that 35 goals. I mean, maybe safe to say he could come back for like 25, but I would love for him to get back into that 30 range. He's so hardworking. I really, really like Andrew Mangiapane, and I'm rooting for him. He's, uh, he's a really good little player. We got Michael Backlin. He's on his final year. Another one of those players that's kind of, like, in and out of the door. He's definitely upset that he didn't get the captaincy. There's no captain on this team right now. So, I mean, if they want to give it to him, fine. Like, I don't care. But he's, I don't know. He's not going to be here for much longer. But I think he's the longest serving Calgary Flame at this point. So, yeah, he's kind of a, an important piece. It'd be nice to keep him. But I don't know. If they keep him around, is that just going to, like, prolong this team kind of sitting in the mushy middle of the league or should maybe this team be considering moving into a rebuild maybe i don't know maybe that's a topic we talk about a little more in detail another day uh they got blake coleman he's locked in for four more years hasn't really lived up to that to that contract really like blake coleman too he's just been struggling with injury and really hasn't gotten it going Elias Lindholm in the final year of his fantastic contract under five million dollars so could be in play for a big trade for Calgary he's still here right now he claims he doesn't really want to stay so that's not good so he this could be the last season we see at Lindholm I feel like he's going to be starting but will he finish this season with the Flames it doesn't look very likely then you got new guy here, new guy Igor Sharangovich, I'm excited for him. I hope he can make a nice impact for the Flames. Maybe hit 20, 25 goals, shooting for the stars for 30. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll go low. I'll start with like at least, hoping for at least 25. He kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit in New Jersey, but he was impressive over there. There's just a lot of good forwards in New Jersey, so there's only so many goals that can go around. There's only one buck. So, I feel like uh, Sharon Govich is going to get a much bigger role in Calgary. Is he going to get into that top six? Hopefully. There's a few guys here that we're hoping can get into a top six role. Dylan Dubé being one of those. So, he's on his last year. He's 25 now. So, I don't know if he's really going to make it uh, for, like, become, like, a top six kind of guy. He might be a middle six dude, but rooting for him for sure. Got Matthew Coronado. He's 20 is he going to make it onto this lineup this year? He might only make it for a few games, but if he can get into the lineup, that would be great along with Jacob Peltier as well. So there's a few young flames here that are looking to make an impact. This could be the year for them. Like, especially if they do happen to move on from uh, Elias Lindholm and Backlund, then there's going to be a lot more ice for those guys. So rooting for some of those guys to make a big impact this year. You got uh, Walker Dewar and Adam Rudzika looking down here in the minors for some big names, uh, Kevin Rooney, he's older, he's going to be some, more than likely some death, he's gonna come up, uh, Connor Zari, uh, I'm looking for, eh, no, no, I don't know any of these freaking names, so, not the best looking forward group. I, I Admittedly, this this doesn't scream a whole lot. I mean, Jonathan Huberdeau is a good name, but he's coming off of a very rough season. Kadri's probably going to be good for like 60-65 points. I don't see a lot of guys on here other than Lindholm and Huberto that are going to be around a point a game. Unless, like, Coronado explodes on the scene. Jacob Peltier explodes on the scene. That kind of deal, but... Doesn't look very likely, so I'm not overly sold with this uh, forward group. And there's definitely going to be that cloud hanging over them with with like Lindholm wanting out. And on the blue line, there's also um, Noah Hannifin, who has also made it pretty clear that he doesn't want to be here either. So let's talk about the, the defense, which I really like the defense, but. Oh my God, there are so many unrestricted free agents on the way. So one of them not being Mackenzie Wiegier. He is locked in until the end of time. He's beginning his eight-year deal at 6.25. It was looking... It really took him a long time to start finding his way, but he was looking like he was kind of getting it going there at the end. He's got to bounce back, man. He's got to put up some better numbers than that. I mean, defensively, he was fine. He wasn't like egregious or anything, but we're looking for more points out of him on the blue line. And then Noah Hannafin, is he going to, another, very similar to Lindholm, is he, he's probably going to start the season, but is he going to finish, probably not. Rasmus Anderson, probably one of the more underrated defensemen possibly the best defenseman that they had on the team last year he he was really good he might be one of the only guys on the team last year that I would say was good he had a, a really nice season and he's still locked in for three more years so he's here, that's good those are the only two that are locked in for more than two years everybody else is on one Noah Hannafin, one year Christopher Tanev, one year Zadorov, one year Arsterle and Gilbert, also on one year So, Chris Tanev, he seems to like it in Calgary. He's 33 now. He's struggling to stay healthy. When he's healthy, he's arguably the best defenseman that they have. He's a stud defensive defenseman. And then Nikita Zadorov, probably the only other guy I would say that had a good season. He really liked playing for, for Sutter. He fit in very well. He was getting way more points than I've ever seen him get. More than likely not going to do that again, but he's definitely going to be throwing his body and being aggressive. He's fucking huge, and uh, yeah, he's not fun to play against, but yeah, he's got one more year, and so do, do um, Austerle and Gilbert probably rounding out that, um, what do you call it, depth. There you go, there it is. And then Oliver Shillington, he appears to be coming back. He should be good to go for this season. He also has one more year as well. He's 26, $2.5 million it sucks. He virtually missed. I think he missed the whole entire season last year, which is a shame because he really looked like he was on the up and ups. So you know, it's going to be tough for him to. You know, he's going to probably take him a minute to get back in there. And will he be able to get back onto that track again at 26? It's gonna be it's gonna be iffy. But uh, definitely rooting for Oliver Shillington because he looked really really good at times. But I like this defensive core. It's it's a good decor, but it's just like. There's just so many unrestricted free agents. Like, a lot of these guys could get moved. We're going to have to wait and see. It feels like a guarantee that Noah Hampton's going to get moved at some point unless they're going to lose him for nothing. And I just don't see the Flames really being that, like, a play. I can't see this team really making the playoffs unless their goaltending stands on their head and Jacob Markstrom is going to have to bounce back big. 33 got three more years on a $6 million deal. One of the few players that actually came out and said he wants to remain in Calgary, so so that's nice. And uh, sadly, at times, I was like, oh, maybe he's the one guy that maybe they should move off of. But the goaltending tandem remains the same. Markstrom and Vladar, both underperformed, man. I was rooting for Vladar. A lot of people were you know, demanding him to play more games, even when he was getting more games, he wasn't amazing, he was only slightly better than Markstrom, and Markstrom, you know, he's making six million dollars, you really want that goaltender to get going, he's bounced back numerous times in his career, he kind of has like a, a good, bad, good, bad thing going on right now, so... If that continues, he's going to be good this year. But if he has another bad season, it's going to be not good. It's going to be really difficult. uh, Probably almost impossible to trade that contract. If he does happen to have, like, a sub-900 save percentage again this year, it's going to be next to impossible to move. And uh, Vladar, he's locked in for this year and next. He's 26, so, like, maybe he emerges, but... I don't know. I think he's still like a solid fringe backup goaltender, but I don't know. He, I, I like him personally. Yeah. So this team's not amazing. There's, um, they have that Hanzeck kid. They drafted him this year. I doubt he's going to crack the lineup. Uh, he's only 18. He's probably just going to play in the juniors this year. Yeah, man. They, it's going to be. I don't know, man. It's that's it, like I have the, you know, that the the. the the fact that I'm a Calgary Flames fan, and I would love for them to do good, but just in all honesty, me looking up and down this roster, like that forward group, the, the dark cloud hanging over Calgary right now, the fact that everybody kind of wants out, Sutter just kind of wrecked everybody's confidence, and yeah, so I'm really hoping that Calgary can bounce back with a new GM and a coach. They got a new arena on the way. It's going to take a minute before it's built, but it's coming, so that's a bonus. So... Personally, I have Calgary listed at fifth, and that's being kind of a Flames fan a little bit. I could see them going lower than that. I don't really have them making it into the playoffs at all. They might be in the mix, but I, I honestly don't think they're gonna be in there, man. I'm very sadly to say, but I have them at fifth. They could get into the mix, but I I hope they make their decision. This This is a team that kind of looks like they're going to be in that mushy middle, which I think is the worst position you can be in in the NHL. You're not going to get a great draft pick. And, yeah, you're going to kind of make your fans really disappointed by just missing out by a point or two, like last year. So, but, I mean, and they lost to Foley. They lost some, you know, that was their best offensive guy last year. So... I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be a very fun season for Calgary unless these rookies just emerge, and Huberto comes back and gets like 100 points, and Ka- and Kadri just gets 100 points, there's a lot of things that, yeah, a lot of things are going to have to go right for Calgary to get back into the playoffs, Markstrom's going to have to be Vesna caliber again, and I just don't really see it, so I have them at 5th rate at, uh, this coming season, so we'll see how it goes for the Flames. And now for the other uh, Canadian team that's in the West Vancouver Canucks. So they've had, uh, God, they've just been cursed. They're literally just a cursed franchise since they got here. It's been a rough ride for Vancouver Canucks fans, and I don't think it's going to get all that much better. So let's dive into it. How did they do in the offseason? Well, Ethan Bear is still out there. They haven't, like, he hasn't signed with anybody. I would like to see them re-sign Ethan Bear, but they have no money. Uh, Kyle Burrows is sadly gone, he's going to San Jose, Colin Delia went to Winnipeg, Travis Dermott off to Arizona, Justin Dowling is gone, Brady Keeper as well. And how'd they do, they signed a few people, they brought in Teddy Bluger, which I think is pretty cool, I think it's Ian Cole they brought in, Susie could be okay, Irwin, Shashenko, they re-signed Hoglander, and Suter signs a two-year contract as well, so... Not a lot of big big names, but obviously they they, they did what they can because they got no freaking money. They're negative five million dollars right now. Um, GM Patrick Alvine, not good. Head coach Rick Tockett. I mean, yeah, he he did a fairly okay, good ish job once he took over for Bruce. And I don't know, man. I just I, I'm not. I don't want to get fooled again because like. Like, once Bruce took over, Vancouver was unbelievable. Everyone thought they were... Well, a lot of us thought that they were going to make the playoffs last year. And it was just a nightmare season for them. So... Let's take a look at this forward group. You got JT Miller, love him or hate him. He's here for seven more years at $8 million. And it's not the worst contract. I mean, I know people rag on him for his defensive liabilities, but he did pull it together, kind of, uh, once Tockett took over. So he's looking for a good bounce back. He still should be good for a point a game or more. He's a good top six player. He's just not great defensively. You got the stud, Elias Peterson, one of the best fuck he's probably a top 15 forward right now in the league maybe top 10 he's unbelievable but scarily he's on his last year at 7.35 so he's going to get freaking paid 10 plus million easily but how much higher than 10 million right so and how many years and yeah how it's going that's going to suck so they're gonna have to sign peterson and uh hopefully they can get it done this is the kind of guy that you should try and get locked up for eight years i would imagine then you got the brock besser Love Brock Besser, great hair, um, but his career, is just, he just hasn't lived up to that hype just yet. He's still got two more years, he's been trade conversations for years and years. Is this the year that Brock Besser finally gets traded to Minnesota? Probably not because they have no money either. Andre Kuzmenko, absolute stud year last year 40 plus goals I do, If I do remember, I had picked him up in fantasy And he was an absolute stud And uh, yeah, he's locked in for a couple more years at 5 million Will he be able to do what he did last year? Maybe, maybe not Because teams are going to be more aware of him this time It uh, looked like last year that he kind of caught the league off guard But yeah, he'll probably be more targeted this season But he should still be a 60 point guy Maybe good for 30 Connor Garland, I like this player, but I know he's been kind of struggling on the Canucks. He's 27. His contract's a little bit hefty. If he can find his way back into the top six, I thought he was a good top six. And then they moved him down into the third line. He just wasn't very good. So it's going to be interesting. Connor Garland could be another guy that could get traded. He's been talked about in there a lot. Anthony uh, Bolivier, he was brought in last season, and he seemed to fit in pretty well. See how he does in a full season. Teddy Bluger, hoping he can, is he going to be the answer for the third-line center that Vancouver's been trying to figure out for 40 years? Maybe. PS Suter brought in for a couple seasons, should be solid. Nils Hoglander, I like this player, uh, he seems to be struggling to stay in and out of the lineup. I I think he's a good player. Hopefully, he can stay in there this season. Dakota Joshua seems to be a fan favorite. He's 22, I believe. He oh, sorry, he's 27. He hits a lot. <laughs> he apparently hits a lot. Um, so looking for um, more hitting, I would imagine. Also, Anthony Boliv- Bolivier is on a one. He has one more year left at four million, so he could. Uh, really explode for, like, a, a lot of points, or he could just be what Anthony Bolivier has been for most of his career, like a 50, 40, 50-point 50 kind of guy. But he looked pretty good for Vancouver, so hoping he can find his way. You got, who else we got? Philip D G D Giuseppe, I really like this player. Solid depth player. You got Sheldon dries and Jack Studnika rounding out the depth right there. So, I mean, you got some really big hitters right there in JT Miller and Pedersen in terms of points. Pedersen is a superstar. Brock Besser. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of guys here that are making a little bit too much money. They're a little bit too difficult to trade away. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely players that are good here. But, um, yeah, there's, I don't know, not the best forward group. There's some good players, like I said, Uh, in terms of, let's just see. So, long-term injured reserve, they have Tanner Pearson there. He's kind of a question mark. Claims that he can play, but they don't have any money to bring him in. So, they're kind of stuck in that situation with him. And some of the younger players are just trying to see... Uh, Atu maybe he can, uh, make something happen, I, I don't know, I don't really see a lot of these guys cracking onto the lineup, uh, maybe Podzolkin, I think that's a guy that's, that's been trying to find his way onto the lineup, I mean, it goes, safe to say, it goes with every young player looking to make a step and looking to make an impact on the NHL roster, and then the defense, of course, so they're trying <laughs> they're trying they made some additions and they're trying to make it a little bit better so you got quinn hughes absolute stud fantastic defenseman 23 years old still <laughs> it's unbelievable locked in for four more years at under eight million dollars a bargain he's fantastic offensive defenseman and better defensively than people give him credit for he is a stud Tyler Myers is finally in the last year of that six million dollar contract i mean there's been word around that he could possibly get moved maybe i we'll see i mean regardless they're gonna finally get out of that six million dollar uh contract at some point so that'll be good he's he's just he's fine and you got philip peronic who um yeah he's got one more year a very kind of random trade that they made with detroit to bring him in he's 25 he was looking really good in detroit I don't even know if he's played in Vancouver yet. He came in hurt, so I think he's looking to make his his mark on this team. We'll see how it goes. Carson Soucy, he's uh, locked in for three years. Ian Cole looking to help out on the defense. Jack Rathbone, uh, wow, Gulliam Brisebois and Matt Irwin. So, yeah, I mean, other than Quinn Hughes, not really anybody there that that screams out to me. I also missed Ilya Mikheyev on their forward group. He should be healthy and ready to go um, for Vancouver. As long as he can stay healthy from what he played last year when he was healthy, he looked really good. So if he can come back, stay healthy, and play the way that he did, he should be good for their top six. And then goaltending. got Thatcher Demko, who had a nightmare season last year. Turns out he was hurt as hell. He took some time off, recovered, came back, and he looked good. So... I think it's safe to say that Thatcher Demko should bounce back. I think he's a good goaltender. Uh, Could they trade him? I feel like, yeah, if he bounces back and he becomes an elite goaltender again at $5 million, he could get traded, but would they trade him? I don't know. And then they got Spencer Martin. He had a really, really rough season last year, but he had to take on way more responsibility than he was really... Prepared for, so yeah, I don't know if he's going to be the backup. They have another young goaltender here. Um they have Archer Silovs who looked like I think he got into a few games there last year, so he could be fighting for that backup role as well. But yeah, I'm not I'm not really all in on Vancouver this year. I have them listed at six. I think again they're going to miss the playoffs. And I think that they really just need to get out of some of those ugly contracts. It's going to help a lot getting out of uh, Tyler Myers. If they're able to move Brock Besser, I really like Brock Besser. I kind of just want him to get a fresh start somewhere else. I feel like he's that kind of player that if he can get out of Vancouver, get out from the Canadian spotlight, and maybe go to Arizona and just finally score like 30, 35 goals, that would be dope. Yeah, there's going to there's gonna be a lot that needs to go right for Vancouver to be... Uh, I just don't see it on this team. I got them listed as six. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But what do you guys think? Do you think Vancouver's going to do it this year? I just... I, just, I think they got worse. Like, I just don't think they made improvements over what they were last year. They changed the, the coach. But I just don't think that's enough, honestly. So, yeah. Don't have Vancouver making the playoffs this time around. Up next, we got the Los Angeles Kings, who I am quite high on. I've been high on this team for a while. I thought... They could have been a playoff sleeper last year, but then they pulled the Edmonton Oilers in the first round. I was like, God damn it. And that is definitely their nemesis. That's um, I really like that matchup, L.A. versus Edmonton. I feel like L.A. is just keeps building up this team because they know they gotta try and take out the Edmonton Oilers. It almost reminds me of like the Raptors and LeBron when the Raptors had to always try and t- try and build up a team that could take down LeBron. Other than like they're a really good team, it's just that that fucking LeBron guy, and that's what I feel like the Kings are dealing with right now. But double-headed, it's Leon Dreisaitl. And McDavid, but this team continues to improve and making a lot of moves. So, how did they do in the offseason? Well, Lias Anderson is off to Montreal. They didn't get Jonas Corposallo re signed, he's off to Ottawa. Uh, Zach McGowan is also off to Ottawa. And Matt Villalty is off to Arizona. And they made quite a bit of additions in the offseason. So, they brought in Talbot for goaltending. Lewis is back, Anderson Dolan. England, oh, big save Dave, Riddick is there, uh, Maltsev, Sandini, Hicketts, Ford. F- um, F- I don't know, Madden, and Thomas. So not a lot of big names there, but we know the big addition was Pierre-Luc Dubois. So that one's going to be interesting because I feel like <clears throat> they lost Velardi and they lost... Um, another player two pretty good players for them last season so let's take a look at the cap friendly see how they do uh, they don't have any money they have 123 thousand dollars you can't really do anything with that GM Rob Blake head coach Todd McClellan so that's kind of been the group here for a few years now and that forward group man it is it is tasty with arguably the best center core in the whole entire league. You got Anze Kopitar, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Philip Deneau. Like, that is a nasty down-the-middle. Like, Philip Deneau on the third line is disgusting. He's getting paid, but he's a really good player still. You got got uh, Kevin Fiala uh who am, where am i we got uh, adrian kempe victor arvidson and trevor moore one two three four five six seven. oh that's well oh, shit yeah man they have a very nice forward group any of those guys can make it into their top six you got blake lazat carl grunstrom he's still a really good player he's on his last year of his contract and then he'll be a restricted free agent Victor Arvidson as well is also on his final year of a 4.25 million dollar he's a guy that I could see more than likely like maybe walking away at the end of the season because they're just so freaking stacked but they're gonna need to go into the playoffs about this stacked if they're gonna want to have a chance to take down the Edmonton Oilers they got Quinton Byfield he's 21 now I know a lot of people think he's a bust but that's that's insane He had a slow start to the season, but he really, really started to pick it up in the back half, so I think this is his third or fourth season in the year, so it could be his breakout season, and that would be huge for LA success got Arthur Kaliev another young player Jared Anderson Dolan another young player and Trevor Lewis an older player brought in for depth so this is actually a pretty young team other than Trevor Lewis and Anze Kopitar at 36 and um, Victor Arvidsson at 30 and Philip Deneau at 30 everyone else is under 30 years old in terms of forwards so that is one of the more deadly forward groups I think in the NHL. Uh, and then they still they have younger players as well they have Alex Turcott who is down there now that one he's getting closer to that bust situation I believe he was a top 10 pick a few years ago and he just really hasn't found his way so maybe he's a player that can get traded at a trade deadline or at some point throughout this season to add in another big piece for their playoff run and then their defense of course so you got the legendary Drew Doughty He's getting paid $11 million still for four more years, which is a lot. And he's definitely not the $11 million Drew Doughty anymore, but he is still pretty damn good. They were able to re-sign Vladislav Gavrikov for just shy of $6 million. So we'll see if he can live up to that contract. Uh, Michael Anderson and Matt Waugh, these guys are kind of uh, stalwarts for the LA Kings blue line. Pretty underrated, I would say both of them. Anderson now is beginning his eight-year extension at 4.125, and Matt Waugh is in his last year of his deal. So is he going to get an eight-year extension, too? I doubt it because he's 28, but um, maybe he gets extended. And they also have Andreas Englund and Brant Clark. Is Brant Clark going to make an impact? Is he going to crack the lineup this year? He looks like he could be an absolute stud. He's 20 years old, so maybe, but maybe not. I think they also, they'll probably have some uh, older guys. Like they have Kevin Connaughton down there. He can round out uh, the depth and hickets and stuff like that. So it's a maybe on Brant Clark. He's still very, very young, but uh, it's a maybe. And then they're goaltending which is the only thing that I have some concern with you have the 36 year old Cam Talbot he's brought in on a million bucks and then Phoenix Copley who's you know he's not necessarily what I would call a bona fide uh, starter in the league Cam Talbot still probably starter level in the in this league as long as I don't know. Their defense really struggled in front of their goaltending last year. But if these guys can, at minimum, give them league average goaltending or in and around that, they will be just dandy. They also have Big Save Dave down there. But I, again, he's probably going to be their third string goaltender so they're probably all going to be getting into a few games but I would think Cam Talbot is their starter but I don't know man they're both kind of in the same league but yeah that's the only thing that is still like fairly weak I would think or definitely a weakness for the Los Angeles Kings maybe they fix that through a trade at some point maybe somehow they bring in John Gibson or they bring in a hellebuck somehow we'll have to wait and see but really think this team is going to be a, a really good team in the regular season, and if they just don't pull the Edmonton Oilers in the first round again, maybe they can get a little further in the playoffs as well. I believe in this team I have them listed as second in the division. I think they're an absolute stud. That That center core is so freaking deadly, man. That's so disgusting. Up next, we got the super surprising team from last year out of the West, the Seattle Kraken, who exploded in their second season in the league, made it into the playoffs, beat the reigning, well, at the time, the reigning Stanley Cup champions, Colorado Avalanche, in the playoffs. And it was a very, very successful season for them last year. And they're going to be looking to repeat that again. So in their offseason, they lost Ryan to Donato. He's off to Chicago. Morgan Geeky is off to Boston. Martin Jones signed with the Leafs. Uh, Brogan. Wow, that's your first name? Brogan? That is awesome. Brogan Rafferty is off to Detroit. Carson Soucy, Vancouver. Sadly, they lost Daniel Sprong. I'm a little bit surprised by that. But with the addition of Tolvanen, I kind of understand it. But Sprong is off to Detroit. And Alexander True is off to Florida. They brought in a few guys. They brought in Dumoulin. Yamamoto, which I think is a, a really, that could be a really good addition to the team. Carrick, Belmar, Borgen, Lind, Flurry, and Vinny D gets the contract extension. Let's take a look at their cap friendly. I'm trying to bomb through some, stuff. I've realized I'm like at an hour, and I'm like still got four fucking teams to talk about. Good Lord. All right, cap friendly. Let's go ahead and find the Seattle Kraken, please, and thank you. I generally already had this set up. All right, the Kraken. How are we doing in terms of cap space? Not very good. They got just under a million dollars or so, so not really a lot to play with. GM, Ron Francis, head coach, Dave Haxtall. I think at this point, they're both in pretty safe positions, unless something disastrous happens this season. <coughs> Excuse me, I almost choked on my own you-know-what. Forward group, we got Jordan Eberle, Jaden Swartz, Oliver Bjorkstrand, all three of those guys looking to remain healthy, Jordan Eberle is on his last year of his uh, contract at 5.5, he's 33 now, so are we going to see him like really push and maybe get a career year out of it? It's a possibility. Yanny Gord, Jared McCann, who had a fucking explosive year last year. Just another guy, of course, the Leafs had. And we lost him before we can even see how good he was. So he explodes for 40 goals, of, of course. Will he be able to do that again? I mean, a lot of things are going to have to go right. I feel like a lot of those things went right for him last year to get that 40 goals. But I think 30, 35 is, is, is fair to say. He's locked in for four more years at $5 million. Pretty good bargain. Uh, we got Alexander Wenberg, final year of his $4.5 million deal. Brandon Tanev, pretty good little player. Kaylor Yamamoto is going to be a fun one. He's in his he's only signed for one year. He's 24 years old, so this is a this is gonna be a high pressure situation season for him. He's good this is going to be like kind of what direction he's gonna go? Is he gonna be a top six player or is he gonna be that kind of middle six player? We'll find out if he can find his way with Seattle. They've been really good at getting a lot out of out of players with some talent like eli tolvin who was fucking fantastic for them once he arrived got him for free off of waivers thank you very much nashville and he's looking to continue on that success in seattle matthew beneers your calder winner looking again to take another step in his career looking to avoid that sophomore slump which which takes a lot of young players We got Cole Lind and Pierre-Edouard Belmar. So, I mean, there's no one that, like, screams superstar on this team, but we saw uh, what this kind of team can do. They just roll four lines all four lines can score on you they may not have superstars on all the lines but they're all like third second line kind of players and a team full of them it's really hard to handle and you heard that consistently through a lot of teams when when they were asked like what what is going on with seattle this year it's like they just don't stop coming at you it's just another line of good players another line of good players so i like that as long as they can keep you know, keep getting everything they can out of Tolvenin If they could do that with Yamamoto, I mean, yeah, man, they should be good again in terms of forward. And then defense, you got Vince Dunn. He is locked in for uh, four more years, 7.35. I think well-earned. I mean, he had a fantastic season. He was in talks with the Norris last year. I don't think he'll be a Norris guy just because there's just so many good defensemen, man. It is... There's just so many of them, and he is up there, man. He's a really, really good defenseman, and he's looking to continue on with his good point production in Seattle. Jamie Alexiak, Adam Larson, who was who just seems to have found his way finally in in Seattle. He was excellent for them last year. Brian Dumoulin, Justin Schultz, William Borgen, Cale Fleury, and Jacob Megna, so pretty solid all throughout again a lot of these guys just seem to be fitting in really well Dunn is going to be your point guy Justin Schultz I mean he's fairly good offensively he's getting up there now at 33 he's on his last year of a deal so maybe he explodes for 60 points out of nowhere but again very doubtful in terms of younger guys down there you got Shane Wright I don't know if he's going to be playing this year he's in a really awkward situation where he's like he's not quite good enough yet to be in the NHL he's too good for juniors and he's not old enough for the AHL or OHL or whatever so maybe he cracks it into the lineup it would be great if he can just become like a 40-50 guy 40-50 point guy for them this season and start really uh, getting the ball rolling but to call Shane Wright a bust already he's 19 years old so just relax give him a minute um trying to see if there's anyone really, really, really interesting. I don't really see them. And then they're goaltending, so if you've been following along with this podcast for a minute, you might know that I don't like Philip Grubauer very much. He ruined my fantasy season once, I drafted him, he was fucking terrible, and I got last place, and I was very upset about it. So they decided to keep him, they moved on from... Uh, Martin Jones, who, I mean, Grubauer looked good in the playoffs, so there was that. But he's, for the last few years now, he's not been a good regular season goaltender. So they're praying that he is at least decent this year. I feel like he'll be, those will probably be the best year he's had in Seattle. So there's that. Chris Drieger, he's on his last year. I don't know if he's going to be playing or not. Uh, Hopefully, because he just hasn't been able to stay healthy and play a game for for the Kraken really yet. So that sucks. They got Joey Decord there for um – goaltending depth, he's probably going to be third string, he might be the backup, they also have Andrew, uh, Andre Burakowski. he's on long-term injured reserve, I believe he'll be, uh, ready and healthy, ready to go for the season, he'll be another major part in that top six, a really good addition to the team last year, and yeah, man, I, I like this team, I think they're going to continue to be a good competitive team, uh, looking for Matty Beniers to get even, even better. Is he going to hit that point of game player just yet? Maybe not, but I think he's going to have a better season than he did last year. He just seems like that. He just seems very mature for his age. He seems, yeah, he just seems like a player that's been in the league a little bit longer than than a 20-year-old has. So yeah, I like the Kraken. I have them listed at fourth place and they should be playoff bound. Will they make as big of a splash as they did in the playoffs that they did uh, last season. I don't know, but they were definitely the biggest surprise. It was like them in New Jersey took the biggest leap forward. And uh yeah, the Kraken are going to continue uh to look to remain in the playoffs because playoffs equals more money, and people like more money. All right. And I saved the best two teams for last, Anaheim and San Jose because we all know they're they're playoff bound and they're going to win Stanley Cups, right? Oh, oh, yeah, they're both in rebuilds. That's right. All right, let's try and uh, let's just bond through these two teams because uh, they're gonna have some rough years ahead of them. So, in terms of Anaheim's off season, they lost Simone Benoit. He's off to Toronto. Jason Magna, Justin Kirkland is gone. Prisky, Kevin Shattenkirk's off to Boston. Josiah Slavin is in Toronto, and Anthony Stolards is off to Florida. They brought in some some people. They brought in some guys. Alex Kalorn brought in for four years. Gudis brought in for three. So some veteran guys here that can maybe shepherd along this team. I mean, they're they're more of a playoff kind of player, but these guys have the experience. They won cups. Uh, Gudis has been to the. He went to the finals last year so they're gonna be here to help shepherd along some of the young guys Hag, uh grow you dostal resigned. he got a two-year extension terry got a seven-year extension and Staylock, uh yeah Staylock brought in as well for goaltending depth i do believe so let's take a look at this team on cap friendly it's it's not gonna be a very uh beautiful picture we um Anaheim had an absolutely fucking miserable season last year. Uh, people predicted they were going to be bad, but not that bad. They were brutal. They were so freaking bad last year. It was it was kind of embarrassing. But they have a ton of money to play with. They got sixteen million dollars right now. So and but they still have to re-sign uh, Trevor Ziegler. So they don't have all sixteen million of that. How much is Ziegler going to get? I would say in the range of like eight and a half, nine and a half million. I think that would be. Pretty decent, that's probably what they're going to be looking at, at least more than Troy Terry. So, GM Pat Verbeek and head coach Greg Cronin. Uh, don't know how much longer either of those are going to be here for, but they're here right now. So, this forward group led by Troy Terry, he got his $7 million extension for seven years. He's 25, I think he's a really solid forward. Got Alex Kaloran, Adam Henrique, Jacob Silverberg, Ryan Strome, Frank uh, Frank. Vetrano and Trevor Zegras, who still needs a contract. I doubt he's going to be missing any games in the regular season. I think they're going to get this done, but they're just waiting as long as possible, I guess. So there's some decent names there, like Troy, uh, Terry, and Zegras, though they had pretty disappointing seasons last year. Um, they may not do much better than that this season as well, but maybe Trevor Zegris can really have a breakout season and get closer to that point of game range. Uh, People believe that this guy, once the Anaheim Ducks start to build up a better team around him, he could maybe be a 90 to 100 point player. He has a butt load of skill he is the master of the the michigan the Dishigan, so at least anaheim fans have that to look forward to also drafting leo carlson second overall in the draft disappointing that they didn't get the first overall pick but leo carlson is a pretty nice constellation prize good chance we see him at least see a debut out of him this year maybe he's only here for the 10 games he goes back down just to Kind of save his confidence because the Ducks are going to be dog shit again, which I think they're probably going to be. Maybe he doesn't want to be there for that. They also have uh, Brock McGinn, Max Jones, Mason McTavish, another young player looking to take another step. I'm quite high on this player. He's only 20, but he's another player that seems to play more mature. I like this player, man. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, maybe now that Leo Carlson's here, maybe Leo Carlson will be the captain of the future, but. Mason McTavish, he could be uh, maybe a captain, maybe an assistant captain. I just think I I really like that player. Looking for him to take another step. Got Sam Carrick, Brent Liaison, and that's about it for forwards. Uh, Just checking to see if we got some big guys on injured reserve. Uh, Isaac Lunderstrom is there. So, wow, hello, and my cat is here yelling at me uh let's see if there's any big names uh, Jacob Perot, uh, Regenda Judd Caulfield maybe related to Cole Caulfield yeah so yeah this team is definitely in a rebuild they have some some nice supporting uh names here like Kalorn and Adam Henrique some decent veterans but a lot of young players coming up Leo Carlson Tab McTavish Segris so on and so forth. So yeah, it's it's a team that struggled mightily to score goals last year. I don't see them really being I think they'll have an easier time scoring than they did last year, but you know, they're still not going to score a lot of goals. And then defense. We still got Cam Fowler here. Just loves being a duck. I got to respect that. Brought in Radcal Gudis. Ilya Labushkin also brought in Jackson Lacombe, Robert Haig, Colton White, and Jamie Drysdale. So Drysdale also needing a contract. He's not going to break the bank like Zgris. Probably a bridge deal for Jamie Drysdale. But he's looking to be healthy and to make his impact on this team. They really, really need him to take that step Uh, sooner rather than later. It's an okay. I don't want to. I don't want to use the word bad, but Cam Fowler is a solid ass defenseman. Radcal Gudis is going to make it a little bit more miserable to play the Ducks this year. Same with Labushkin. He's not nowhere near as mean as Radcal Gudis, but he's he's not nice either. So yeah, I mean the most important thing for this blue line is for Jamie Drysdale to try and uh, go ahead and take that next step. I feel like they have some. Uh, Oh, there's got to be Zellweger, is that a guy that's supposed to be pretty good, regardless, the Ducks are on a rebuild, and they just need to take their time, and develop their young people as best they can, and then goaltenders, you got John Gibson, he, he, you know, he wants to get out of here, but he's not like, I'm not gonna not play for the Ducks, like, I'll play if I have to, but I would like to get out of here, and I think it's You know, it'd be really nice for John Gibson to get out of there. It's just that his track record has not been good over the last few years. But look at the teams that have been in front of him. What do you expect? John Gibson is only one man. But $6.4 million for four more years. Not the easiest contract to get away from. They have Lucas Dostal, who could be the goalie of the future for them. He's going to be looking to rather get that backup role. Or if Gibson goes... He could fight for the starting. He'll probably be like a 1A, 1B with him and Alex Stalock. So, Stalock is here too. He's 36. Um, I don't know. They're definitely looking like they're they're gearing up for John Gibson to be traded. They're just kind of waiting for a trade partner to come forward and take him. So, I mean, Gibson's a good goalie. It's just that he tends to fall apart early because he just gets overworked. So, they're looking for... Dostel to be the goalie of the future. I think they have another young goalie as well. Let me see. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, the Ducks aren't going to be very good this year. This year, I think they're going to be a little bit better than they were last year. I got them at 7th. But uh, yeah, it's going to be not as great of a year. But at least there's some things to look forward to. I mean, you got Leo Carlson. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch and see what he's got going on. McTavish and all the other young guys as well. We just got to get Segris and... Jamie Drysdale resigned as soon as possible, so yeah, get that done freaking soon, Anaheim, let's go, and let's finish it off with San Jose, they're all the way on the other side, because they're so far away from uh, the Kraken, there you go, alright, San Jose, so they were very busy, they finally got out of the Eric Carlson contract, so I mean, well done right there, it may not be the greatest return, but I mean, just getting out of the contract alone is a lot of value. So, they they brought in some guys, and they lost some guys. So, they lost Kyle Caruso to New Jersey. Andreas Janssen is going to Pittsburgh. Derek Pugliot off to Dallas. James Reimer going to Detroit. And Jeffrey Viel is off to Winnipeg. But they brought in some people, so they... Traded and re-signed for uh, Blackwood. That could be good, hopefully. I mean, it's going to be tough for him to rebound in San Jose because the team's not going to be very good, but at least he's going to get a chance in San Jose. They Got Carpenter, uh, Giovanni Smith, Burroughs, Sabarin, Zetterland, Todd, and Gawonke. So, yeah, it's um, it, they're definitely in a rebuild now. I think now they've at least admitted it, obviously, now that they don't have uh, Eric Carlson anymore. And yeah, it's a um, not the not a very strong team, and they don't even have that much cap space. They got four million, which I mean, it isn't nothing, but you would expect. Uh, team on the rebuild, maybe to have a little bit more than that, but uh, once we get into the cap friendly, we'll see why they don't have any money. Some bad contracts on this team. So GM is Mike Greer. I feel like he's done a fine job so far. Head coach David Quinn, good luck. So forward groups, you got Thomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, Mikhail Grandlin, Kevin LeBanc, Mike Hoffman, Anthony Duclair, uh, Alexander Barbanov, Oscar Lindblom, Lindblom. Uh, Nico Sturm, Fabian Zetterlin, Philip Zadina, William Eklund, and Giovanni Smith. So there's a couple guys here that maybe could do some damage. I mean, Anthony Duclair, if he's healthy, maybe he can find a nice home here in San Jose. He's on, uh, there's a handful of guys here that have one more year on their deals. Kevin LeBanc, Hoffman Duclair, Barabanov, and Lindbaum. So maybe... Any or all these guys can have uh, nice, uh, motivated years, get maybe a little bit more points than they want to or would be expected of, um, but yeah, I mean, it's there's not a lot of guys here sure, that are going to be like point-of-game players or anything like that. Um, Thomas Hurdle and Logan Couture, they're both pretty good. Logan Church, 34 now. He kind of struggles to stay healthy for full seasons. Thomas Hurdle's a pretty damn good player. He's locked in for seven years, so I don't know. It doesn't look like he's going to go anywhere. It looks like he wants to be a career San Jose Shark, so good for him. Philip Zadina is going to be the fun one. So he's got one more year, but this is going to be a show-me year for him for sure. So he's probably going to get a good chance. They're going to give him a shot, see if he can get somewhere in the NHL maybe crack into that lineup is he gonna hit that top six it's it's going to be hard he's 23 now so it's it's going to be tough but we'll see for him they have William Eklund as well a young 20 year old player probably going to be in the future don't know if we're going to see him very much this year so not a very riveting forward group in San Jose uh, defensively He got Mark Edward Vlasic Mario Ferraro, Jan Ruta, Radom Zimek, Matthew Benning, Nicola, I don't even know what that name is, Kyle Burrows and Jacob McDonald. So yeah, pretty weak looking uh defensive core right here. Mark Edward Vlasic still on that 7 million dollar deal for three more years. He's 36. He's not a bad defenseman, but yeah, that he just has not lived up to that contract. Mario Ferraro's pretty good. I like that contract. He's only 23 years old, so that's pretty good signed in for three more. Ruta like everyone else, is kind of like. Egh. I mean, Kyle Burrows is a pretty nice addition. He's cheap for three years; uh, that's not bad. And then their goaltending is gonna be is gonna be interesting. Got Capo and Mackenzie Blackwood, two guys that are looking to bounce back. kakanen has got one more year left, and Mackenzie's locked in for a couple more. So, yeah, it's gonna be a rough year for San Jose. They're definitely. Built to be a team, hopefully, to be in that lottery position to get another good draft pick this year. Got them listed as 8th. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a rough year. It's going to be battling it out between Anaheim and... um and San Jose for that final spot down there but I think that Anaheim definitely has uh, more higher end talent guys like Zygris I don't think they have any one of the of the talent level of Zygris but yeah it's gonna be a rough year for both of those teams so eighth place for San Jose and that is the prediction for the Pacific Division is that right is that what I just did yeah Pacific Killer All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. That is the predictions for this week. Hope you enjoyed them. Let me know what you think is going to go down this year. Do you think that Calgary is going to miss? Do you think they're going to get in there? I think a lot of things are going to have to go right for Calgary to get back into the playoffs this year, but... I mean, you never know. The West is always a little bit more open, a little bit more mysterious, so we'll see. The East also, man, like this could be a big year, for a big shifting year for the East. of Boston, maybe Tampa falls out as well, it's going to be interesting. Curious to hear what you guys think, so let me know. These get uploaded to YouTube as well. If you have any comments related to hockey, wrestling, or video games, drop a comment. You can get your questions answered live on the podcast if you want to. That'd be really killer, wouldn't it? So... Do that. You can follow along on Twitter or X. All the links are going to be down in the subscription. So, again, thank you everybody for listening. Go out there and enjoy yourselves a nice long weekend. Oh, baby. We're getting close to hockey, man. It's September now. So, we're getting close. It's almost preseason time. And then once October rolls around, we're into the hockey season. Then off we go. So, that'll be fun. All right, everybody. We'll be back again soon with some more GX Plus Gaze.